Welcome to the latest edition of the Senior Old Boys Podcast. With Dwayne Price, I'm Eddie Sefko, both from Mavs.com, and do we have some stuff for you. <laughs> we are loaded with stuff. We both were at the lottery uh, on Tuesday, and a uh, great time. It wasn't a great finish for, in terms of uh, results for the Mavericks, but it was still a uh, quite the event, Dwayne. Yeah, and unfortunately, the team that finished with the one and two spots, New Orleans and Memphis, had the same percentage of getting the top spot as the Mavericks, 6%. So, uh, Mavs fan, it just, just wasn't your lucky day. And uh, But hopefully, uh, like our CEO sent Marshall said, it won't be back here again. Yeah, that's kind of the key. I was talking to uh, uh, one of the uh, – one Western Conference GM while I was there, and, mm-hmm. and he uh, – I said, uh, you know, well, you know, they was a, it was one of the teams that made the playoffs, and he said, uh, you know, the key to every season is just not to be on that stage up there, right? You know, right. And if you get to the playoffs, you know, you're you, at least you're at least you're relevant. Yeah. And uh, uh, that was a team that's been in the playoffs a few years in a row. So, uh, it, you know, it's it is quite the scene. It is uh, there's a lot of tension in that room, mm-hmm. uh, especially in a year when they you have a, a you know a predominant talent everybody knows Zion Williamson's going to be the number one pick and uh that I think that just added to the whole intrigue of the whole whole the whole yeah. night yeah yeah yeah. And, and it was funny you know during the broadcast they kept putting the camera on Zion you know he was just laughing because they kept because the announcers kept praising him on what he was doing and all that <laughs> he thought it was kind of funny he said hey he's almost like he was saying I'm not the only player in this room. There's some other guys in this room that can play, but he he got a he got a good kick out of it. And I think the other players did too. Yeah, I mean the, the guys like uh, uh, who Bol Bol and then Taco Fall and then and uh, the uh, RJ, RJ the guys Knight. that were all there mm-hmm. uh, were just kind of afterthoughts, and yeah. you kind of felt a little uh, awkward for them. Right, right. But that's the price you pay. Uh, right. Hey, they'll be laughing all the way to the bank long about uh, June twentieth. So got that. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. It's still uh, you know, and how it turned out, uh, getting um, New Orleans the number one pick. Uh, after the year they've had with all the drama down there, uh, it's kind of a almost a fitting karma, I would right, think. Right, right, and, and and hopefully Anthony Davis that situation gets resolved, you know, for the sake of, of, of the Pelicans, because if you mix, uh, mix Zion with Anthony Davis, oh man, that's a, that's a dynamic deal that I like better. When you had uh, 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 what's to do uh, that went to uh, uh, Cousins, yeah, Demarcus Cousins. Cousins and Anthony Davis. You know, I like Zion and Anthony Davis better because I think Zion's IQ is a little bit higher than uh, DeMarcus. Well, the interesting thing is I would say it's been uh, – it's come out here in the last uh, oh, 24 hours or so that uh, Zion is excited about going to New Orleans. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's music to my ears. You right. hate to hear about a, a top draft pick or, or a, a preeminent talent like that. Uh, having any thoughts about, well, I don't want to go there, so mm-hmm. let's find a way to get out of there. He seems right. committed, and that's the way it should be. That's why you have a draft. And, uh, you know, good on him for, 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 you know, being fired up about New Orleans. I mean, that's, right. a, that's, a, that's a solid organization yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, they've got good people in place. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and we all know how much fun New Orleans is. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, we, could, we should do a top five of our, our favorite night spots in New Orleans. We could do that real quick. Oh, not, oh, in New Orleans. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say top five 
NBA teams like New Orleans. Well, to go. well, that's like that, that's Miami. true too. But on New Orleans <laughs> and Miami, that you, you don't even have to think about the top two. <laughs> that's it, the top two right there. We can stop there. <laughs> well, no, I, I I would throw Boston and and uh, the Bay Area in there for my my choices. Although New Orleans is, yeah, uh, you know, it's been a childhood yeah. uh, home since. Uh, since uh, many years ago, I used to yeah. vacation there every yeah. summer and or right. at least make a long weekend, either a decadent weekend with the yeah. boys or a romantic weekend yeah. with the wifey. Yeah, and don't sleep on Salt Lake City. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. I mean, there, there, is, there is that. Um, but anyway, uh, there, there, were some, there were some good stories at the lottery, and, and uh, uh, I was uh, lucky enough to run into – uh, Dennis Lindsay, who's, who's the um, GM for the for the Utah Jazz, right, as right, you, right. nice segue there. Right. And he, uh, we were chit, just chit chatting and, and uh, congratulated him on a good year. And then at the end, I had a, a brain lapse and I said, uh, "Well, who's uh, who's on the po- who's on the stage for you guys?" <laughs> he said, he just looked at me like he said, "We've been in the playoffs three years in a row." I said, "Oh yeah." And then I tried to crawfish out of it. And I said, "Well, I thought you had somebody else's pick." <laughs> you know what? And that that would be the only way you want to be on the stage if you had somebody else's that's pick. Right. You make the playoffs but have somebody else's pick. And that's not a bad deal. Yeah, yeah I mean and and uh but it is it, it is a crazy night that the room is and nobody in that packed. room knows. Yeah. It's packed. There's yeah. a, you know everybody's on there just a live show so yeah. it's kinda a lot of impromptu stuff, and and then when they're reading off the names, you know, they start mm-hmm. counting down with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the the number 15, 14 pick, and then go down, and and then, you know, when when New Orleans doesn't pop, or uh, excuse me, when uh, the Lakers don't pop up there, oh, everybody goes, oh, yeah. and now they're in the yeah. top four, and right. and then of course the Mavericks slip down, and yeah. uh, but they that, never mentioned the Mavs. Man, I know they kind of threw everybody off. I thought it was a little odd that that yeah. uh, they they got to that 10th pick and they said will be the Atlanta Hawks and right. yes that is going to be who picks there because um for those who don't remember uh mm-hmm. if you've been living under a rock uh the the draft pick last year was uh contingent on it not being in the top 5 was sent to uh Atlanta as compensation for getting Luka Doncic uh moving up two spots in that draft so right. uh essentially the Mavericks traded a number 5 overall pick last year and a number 10 overall pick this year for Luka Doncic. And I think mm-hmm. any GM in his right mind would make that we'll trade 10 that. times out of 10. Take it every time. So it was not a bad lottery uh, by the, for the Mavericks by, in that regard, at least if that you, you look at it from that perspective. Mm-hmm. But uh, it sure would have been nice to be in the top four. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it would have been. But, uh, but, but you know what? You know, they can, the Mavs can just look at this and say, okay, we, 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 we finally washed our hands of the Atlanta situation, we got that pick behind us. Now we can go ahead and move forward because I really don't expect for this team to be in, in the lottery for, for uh, uh, many, many years now. Now that they got Luca and Porzingis and they'll get somebody uh, in free agency and all that, they're good to go. And who knows what's going to happen in the second round because they got the 37th pick. Last year they had the 32nd, 33rd pick and got Jalen Bronson, and that turned out very well. I mean, this is a guy that, you know, particularly once they made the trade, Dennis Smith and all that, sending him to New York. Bronson got more playing time. He's going to be second team all rookie. He's definitely on that second team. Yeah, he's uh, you know if you redid that draft, I don't think there's any question he'd be uh, he'd be a lottery pick. Yeah, he'd exactly. be in the top fifteen. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it can be done. It's not easy, but uh, we know this: the Mavericks will do their homework and and bring in uh, all sorts of scads <laughs> of players uh, to see who makes sense at that thirty seventh pick. And and hey. 
This team is not afraid to make moves. If something right. sensible makes sense and they find somebody they like mm-hmm. uh, higher in the draft, they, they, they're not afraid to pull the trigger on those sorts of things. Right, and that's the good thing, you know, because a lot of teams would just sit back there, stand pat, uh, you know, just, you know, they, they're not, they gun shy. They don't want to make a move. The Mavericks are not, Mark Cuban and, and, his, and his team, they're not gun shy. If they see something they like, they'll go for it. Yeah, and I agree with you. The, the hope certainly is that, uh, this rebuild is done now, and, and, and the arrow is pointing upward. Uh, they improved nine games uh, f- over the last two years from, from uh, 18 to this season uh, up to 33 wins. If they improve nine or ten games again, that uh, ought to be right there on the cusp of the playoffs and hopefully uh, in, hopefully in the playoffs. Yeah, the only difficult thing is, uh, like we just mentioned, uh, New Orleans got the top pick, Memphis got the second pick, and they're both in the Southwest Division with the Mavericks. Yeah, it's uh, the Western Conference did not get any easier, and right. it never does. Right, right, Every right. year we say, well, it's getting even tar- harder. Uh, and you got teams out there like Sacramento, which is pretty excited about its future, mm-hmm. rightfully so. They got uh, several several high quality players, and we know the Golden State Warriors are going to be good. We know mm-hmm. the the Clippers are going to make huge run at free agency uh, right. uh, gold uh, next in July. Mm-hmm. Same with the Lakers. So it's it's going to be hard living, but you know what? It's supposed to be hard, as Rick Carlisle would say. Yeah. You know what? You what? think LeBron, was he still back in the East? I mean, he went to the finals eight straight years. Not just the playoffs, the finals eight straight years in the East. His first year in the West, he don't even make the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah. You want to rethink that one, or just? But we all know his move to LA was about different things. It yeah, wasn't yeah. just about basketball. But still, yeah. uh, the basketball side of it has uh, has yet to be uh, uh, has yet to pan out for him. And I, I will say one more thing about the New Orleans Pelicans and the in the Anthony Davis situation. Uh, now that they have Zion and you know and Giroux Holiday is, I mean, they've got some good solid players. Etwan yeah. Moore is a good player. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my my question to uh, to Anthony Davis would would be like that old Toby Keith song. How you like me now? <laughs> How you like me now, man? Right. Come on, I mean this this team is on the on the upward swing, and yeah. they got and, David Griffin, new guy running uh, the show and, too. And, and that, like that doesn't hurt. Yeah, he knows yeah. his stuff. Knows yeah. his stuff. All right, let's move along to the uh, playoffs now. Uh, we got the Western Conference Game Two coming up, uh, and uh, it's going to be a, a you know another test for the Portland Trailblazers they're uh you know they they did not play particularly well especially Dame Lillard in first in the first game uh, in, in Golden State and they just got rolled by uh, Steph Curry uh even without Kevin Durant that mm-hmm. Golden State team still uh, they got a little something I think yeah. they can play basketball you know what what the craziest part I was thinking the other day there was a lot of people thinking that this that I don't know if done is the word but they was they, they wasn't as high on Steph because it seemed like it was Durant's team all of a sudden. But as soon as Durant got hurt, Steph said, okay, let me show you what I can do. Then he gets 33 in the second half in game six at Houston, 36 in game one. So in the last six quarters, he has 69 points. I don't think this kid's going anywhere. I don't think he's done. As a matter of fact, I think the Warriors going to win the whole thing again. Well, wait wait a minute. Didn't you say Toronto was going to win it about about a week ago? I did say that, but that was before Durant got hurt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh I still uh, I still think it's a, a little bit more wide open than that. I like uh, how can you not like Golden State and what they're doing? Uh Steph Curry is just otherworldly and 
Uh, if they get uh, a little bit out of Clay Thompson, which they did in mm-hmm. game one, I mean, he mm-hmm. wasn't great. He didn't shoot it great, but he shot it well enough, made right. some key shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Draymond's going to do what Draymond does. Right. Uh, that's just, you know that's a pretty good three-headed monster yeah. right there, and yeah. and we haven't even talked about Iguodala and 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 the others. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think Portland certainly has their work cut out for them. There's yeah, no question about it. But yeah. I do think they'll play better uh, than they did in Game One, and and it wouldn't surprise me if uh, if they win a game or even two in in Portland. Mm-hmm. And you know they you know we don't want to make any excuses. You know, they went Game Seven. And uh, the Warriors were sitting there because they, you know, they only had a six-game series uh, against Houston. They had a little bit more rest, plus they were playing at home, which, you know, that that played Oracle Arena is maybe the toughest arena in the NBA, you know, outside of uh, Utah, you know. But so, but I think Portland will play better. I just don't think they, they have enough. You know, I really don't. I mean, yet they get 36 points out of Little and McCullum, which is the same amount of points that Steph scored by himself. So they – the supporting cast in Portland is going to have to do a, a, a lot more to catch up to the Warriors. I just, you know, I, I think this series is going to end in five games. Yeah, I, I, I could see it going a little longer than that, but not much. No, certainly no more than six games. But uh, I think the key for Portland, the only way they can they can pull themselves back into this thing is they got to have somebody, whether it's Seth Curry or whether it's it's uh, Aminu or or. Uh, Zach uh, Zach Collins, one of those guys has to kind of catch fire in a game and help them win one game. Because mm-hmm. I think Lillard and McCollum uh, and Cantor, who mm-hmm. has played very well yeah. uh, overall, oh, yeah. uh, I think that threesome can 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 get them to one win up in Portland if they can get some help and get one guy or two guys to mm-hmm. to to really support them in one game and steal one somewhere along the right. line, then it becomes a little bit of a different uh, mentality, especially if Durant continues to be out because right. uh, that's it's the old wounded warrior mentality. A lot of times you can get by without your, your big one of your big guns mm-hmm. for a game or two, but then it starts to wear on you and you realize, well, we right. missed this, and the other right. team starts figuring out, hey, they can't do it. They don't have Kevin Durant anymore. Yeah. They can't do this, this, and this. Yeah. We can exploit that. Yeah, and they don't have a lot of depth, the Warriors do. I mean – I mean, they'll play six or seven guys or something. They got McKinnon. You don't know what you're going to get out of him sometimes. They got Sean Liverson every now and then. You know, he may get you 10 points. But sometimes he just totally disappears. So, if Portland can catch – Portland can get red hot on a night that the Warriors are not up to their number one primetime game, then maybe they can steal one. But I just I just don't see it happening. I, I really, really don't. You know, because – but having said that, Portland, all they have to do is win their home games. Just steal one in, in, in Golden State, and you got it. Yeah, and, and the problem with that is I I, I think they're going to have to win twice at in, uh, Oracle if they're going to win this series because it, I I do think Golden State is so good they they'll probably figure out a way to win one up in Portland. Yeah. So you're going to have to win them yeah. probably twice down in, and that's that's hard for any team to do. Although it, it has it, it has been run. done. Yes, I mean the first series. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's not give up on the on the Blazers. I love Terry Stotts. I think he's yeah. a fantastic coach. Yeah, he is. and uh, he'll figure some things out, and and they'll they'll make it hard on the on the Warriors, but they are the Warriors. Right, right, right. All right. Uh, before we get to the Eastern Conference, let's have a barbecue minute. <laughs> I didn't have any barbecue. Well, we were in Chicago. We can't have barbecue in short shoes. They got a pizza deep dish and all but, that stuff. But you know, Chicago. I didn't find any salmon either, man. I'm upset. Why not? I couldn't find salmon in Chicago. I found a place, and I well, I actually I confess, I 
I went to had lunch at my my old go to. I just went to Giordano's and had a little small deep dish and could only eat half of that because it's mm-hmm. it's outrageously filling and pretty darn good i mean i'm a i'm a thin crust guy right, right. we're going to pizza for our barbecue minute today. <laughs> i'm a thin crust guy but when i'm in chicago i'll have a, a, a really deep dish stuffed and it was good yeah. man yeah. it's good i went to a public house you ever been to public house i have public house is really really nice i mean it's like a a combination restaurant on this side, and you go on the other side. There's a nightclub over there. <laughs> when the first time I went, so I did like, you ever get to the restaurant part of it? No, I went to the <laughs> restaurant first because this was this was after the uh, after the Lara, so I got there in time to see the last seven minutes of the game of the uh, of the uh, Portland and the Warriors game and all that. It, it was pretty good, and I went on back and got some sleep because they had that early morning flight. You know how that works. Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so but but in terms of barbecue, my favorite my favorite. Holiday of the year is coming up. Memorial weekend. It's a long weekend. Everybody grills and barbecues on mm-hmm. on Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm I'm gonna go down to the Hill Country. I'm gonna have mm-hmm. me some some Hill Country barbecue, big old brisket, right, right. you know, and some some ribs. Probably do a chicken too. And mm-hmm. and uh, you know that's 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 my idea of a, of a good vacation is to get out where there's a lot less humans. No, mm-hmm. no offense, Dwayne. <laughs> I like hanging around with you, right, right. but uh, not you know when I get around too many humans, I get nervous. Yeah. Well, I'm disappointed because the last two years, my family has gotten together in my hometown, and we have like it's a like a semi-family reunion, be about fifty, sixty people there, and we barbecue. So I grew up on a corner lot, and my, and my dad was a carpenter, so he built this huge barbecue pit, and it's still there in the yard. It's, it's still there. It's still there. Yeah. My dad and you're like seventy-eight, eighty, eighty-two <laughs> years old, so that's got to be a long time. Yeah, ago. as long as been, it's, it's been. No, it's, uh, trust me. If I remember correctly, it's been there at least 40 years. Wow. I mean, my well dad built. A well yeah, built. Yeah, he built a house. The house still standing and all that. Anyway, we get together. We always used to have barbecues and winning roasters and all that when I was coming up. Because you, know, you know how it is when you're on the corner lot, everybody's driving by there. Now all of a sudden, we got people coming up there eating food. I say, look, y'all need to go buy some meat and come back and put it on the pit. You can't just eat all the meat that we bought. It ain't going to work like that. But it was cool. I had, I, had a, I had a fun upbringing and all that. We used to get parties all the time. I had three older sisters and an older brother and all that. So they always get dance parties in the yard and all that. Matter of fact, my, one of my sisters got married in the yard. That's how big the yard is. A little Dwayne Price family history right yeah. there for yeah. everybody. you yeah. got to have that. Yeah. All right, Eastern Conference game two. Um, man, I don't know what to make of this. <laughs> Toronto really had a golden opportunity. Uh on Wednesday night, and and uh, kind of just uh, j- just really fell to pieces down the stretch. What yeah. do, what did you make out of that whole scene? Uh, I mean, it, uh, I thought I looked looked at my watch. How did they lose that game? Yeah, yeah, it, it was unreal because it was like they were in control the entire time. Other than they had a bumpy start, you know, the first three or four minutes, and then they just took off, got up, I think, by twelve points. Then the fourth quarter, when they had a seven point lead going to the fourth quarter, then they rested. Leonard, because you can tell he just didn't have anything left. And um, the fourth quarter, nobody hit a field goal except Kyle Lowry. The rest of the team for the Raptors went over 15 from the field. So I just think maybe it was some residuals from going to game seven again against uh, uh, Philadelphia on Sunday. They just they just ran out of gas. But they got to find a way to get uh, Leonard some rest. And, and I was saying this earlier, whenever uh, – Whatever Milwaukee rest, rest Giannis, that's when Toronto should rest their number one guy, Leonard. 
I mean, the, the deacon's still three or four minutes here and there, you know what I mean? Then he'll, he'll be fresh down the stretch. But Milwaukee looked like the fresher team down the stretch to me. And granted, they hadn't played since last Friday, too. You think they could make a gentleman's agreement, the coaches, and say, okay, we'll rest them all both at the same time? I think that's going to work? <laughs> no, I won't nah, do nah, that. I don't think so. But, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I was really impressed with uh, some of Milwaukee's support players. I think Bledsoe's having a, a nice season, and he played uh, pretty well. Getting Malcolm Brogdon back is, mm-hmm. is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, we forget that he was a rookie of the year, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and that's – that's one of those things where he's a good, he's a really good player. Hard to believe he lasted to the second round. I know, but you I know, know, every year there's him, and then yeah. Brunson was a, was a great find. There's a every year there's somebody that comes out of the second round. But to to, to get back to the Mel, Milwaukee's role players, they came through pretty big. Now Giannis, the freak was a great. He, mm-hmm. he had a great night. Uh, but you know what? And you know, let's not forget Brooke Lopez. Right, come my on. goodness, I mean, <laughs> he, he's he's muddling along in the playoffs you know he'll get you six or eight points here eight or ten rebounds there and all of a sudden he goes off for what 20, 29 points. 29 and 11 and good four grief wow uh that was a, that was the game of his life yeah yeah you can leave him in the gym by himself for an hour i don't think he'll score 29 points i mean he was throwing us some stuff it was like what did this come from because that was that was some games and then in the second round it's like he didn't even show up you know it's and and you know some of them they won because they're so good they got so much so much depth it's like they don't miss him. But when on a night like last night, they're going to be untouchable. If, he, if he's going to get 29, 11, and four blocks, you can't beat him. If he's going to shoot like that. And remember, there was a time in his career he wouldn't shoot the, the, the three, three ball. Three. He, mm-hmm. he, would, he was mm-hmm. just dead set against it. You know, mm-hmm. He wouldn't get out there and, mm-hmm. and do that. Now he's living out there just mm-hmm. like every other 6'11", 7-footer in the league, it seems like. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, God bless the mesh. But, I, you know, <laughs> I don't want to see Salah Mejri out there shooting two or three three-pointers a game. Yeah. Uh, no, but yeah. – uh, that, that Milwaukee team, hey, they had the best record in the East for yeah, a reason. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're talented good. and yeah. they're good. And and uh, Bud is a uh, uh, Bud Nolzer's a great coach. Right. Uh, in fact, you know what's left in the in the uh, playoffs? Steve Kerr, Terry Stotts, uh, Nick Nurse uh, and, and Bud, all very highly respected and well uh, versed in in in. Uh, in how to run a team, delegate, and and get the most out of teams, it's going to be. I, mm-hmm. I still think it's going to be a, a great conference finals in both 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 uh, both conferences. They're going to go six, at least six, each one. I, I do think they'll both go six. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think the East for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a long series, no matter what. And I do think Portland. Especially if Durant is still out, I I got faith in Portland figuring out a way to yeah. to, to to squeak out a couple of wins. Yeah, the, the fact that Toronto had that game, let it get away after, like I said, I know they were a little bit exhausted from going into Game Seven against Philadelphia, and then to do that on the road at Milwaukee, which is you know very good at home and all that, tells me that's going to be a long series, and it actually tells me I think Toronto's still going to win that series. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting, and uh, my old pal from Houston, Kenny Kenny Smith, uh, had an interesting point on the on the telecast. He said it's it's about a mentality of how you come out of that game. Uh, do you feel like, oh man, we let one get away, and we're you know that was the one we should have gotten, or do you feel like that? game shows us we were right there we mm-hmm. just didn't finish we we know exactly what we have to do now right. we just got to take care of a few details at the yeah. end and we're in yeah 
And I think Toronto is mentally tough enough to, to look at it from that second yeah. point of view. Well, from Toronto's standpoint, it was good that Kyle Lowry stepped up because, as you know, in the fourth quarter, and man, almost in the second half of game seven against Philly, it's like nobody wanted the ball. Every time they got it, it's like it was a hot potato. Where's Kawhi? Give it to Kawhi. He'll, he'll do it for us. Yeah, he did it for you. But if you're trying to win a championship, you got to have more than Kawhi. You got to have more than Kawhi and Kyle, and Kyle Lowry, too. You got to have three or four guys stepping up. So give me uh give me your prediction now. You're you're you're, you're sitting here. That's one one zero on each. Who who are you taking to be in the finals uh, in, in ten days from now? It's the Warriors in Toronto. It's the Warriors in Toronto. Toronto. Well, I I hate betting like this, but if I had to, I'd take the chalk. I'd say Milwaukee and and uh, the Warriors. But so, you know, but you know what? In Toronto, we have home court advantage too. That's right. They had a better record than the Warriors. You know, so well, yeah, it's going to start in the East. Yeah, yeah. So, so hey, it's going to be interesting. It'll be fun. It'll yeah. be fun for sure. Yeah. All right, we've uh, taken off enough of your precious time. Uh, we are the Senior Old Boys. That's Dwayne Price. I'm Eddie Sefko, and we're going to get back at it uh, in a week. Uh, we'll bring it back to you. See you guys later. Bye. Right.